Hello everyone and welcome back to the CO2 Rundown. I'm your host Chad Owens. I hope you guys had an amazing weekend. Uh, my weekend was filled with a lot of joy. I'm just going to say that. I got surprised over the weekend. Friends of ours came in from Florida and yeah, just literally knock, 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 showed up at my doorstep. Uh, the day of the UFC fights, which was on Saturday. And yeah, huge surprise. My face didn't really look surprised because I was more in shock that they were actually here right in front of me. And I'm talking about my friends Ryan and Kim Pagan. Shout out to you guys. Love you guys. Uh, thanks for that surprise. Anyway, uh, that made my weekend even more amazing than it already was going. So I hope you guys enjoyed yourself as well. Let's dive on in to the CO2 Rundown. Ooh. Oh man, look, uh, a lot of excitement over the weekend at UFC 263. It provided all of what was advertised. I'm going to start with new flyweight champion, Brandon Moreno, who became Mexico's first ever UFC champion. So that's, that's huge. That's huge for him. That's huge for the UFC. And obviously it's huge for Mexico, and uh, he dominated Figueredo in, in, a, in a match where Figueredo was the, was the champ. Moreno came in and just showed that he wanted more. He was a lot quicker. When I say a lot, he was a lot quicker than Ferrero and uh, Figueredo, excuse me, and he got it done. Finished with a rear naked choke, and you can just see the emotions on his face post-fight, uh, once he realized what he had accomplished, not just for him, but for the entire uh, you know, country. So, Mexico, stand up. Climbing up those charts, the next fight that I want to talk about, man, Nate Diaz versus Leon Edwards. Now, this is a fight where Edwards was favored and a fight where Edwards dominated the first four rounds. But, and Edwards ended up winning the fight. But for those that watched, you know what I'm talking about. In that fifth and final round, Nate Diaz does what Nate Diaz does. And he fights to the end. It was a war. He was a bloody mess like he is in most of his fights. But he caught Leon Edwards with that, with that fainted right hook slap type of punch and came down with that straight left, caught him on the chin and wobbled him, and almost stole the fight. Whew, that, caught, that created some unbelievable excitement. And, you know, he was a big underdog. And for those that put that money on, on uh, you know, Diaz to win, was probably jumping off their feet. But there was a, 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 a title in an article that said, Leon Edwards won the fight, but Nate Diaz won the night. There's a reason why Nate Diaz has a lot of fans uh, across the globe. It's because of his fighting style. His never quit type, you know, warrior mentality. Kill or be killed. That, that's their mentality. That's their brand. And so, you know, shout out to Nate Diaz, man. And that's, if you watch the fight game, Nate Diaz is a guy that you want to watch because he scraps every single time. And, he, and he, never, he rarely gets knocked out. And he's always down to fight the best of the best. 
Um, and the last fight, the main event, Israel Adesanya just made Vittori look pretty amateur out there. And there's a reason why Adesanya is the champion and right now considered the best pound-for-pound fighter. Uh, him and Kamar Usman are sort of in that battle for that, that title. But uh, man, Izzy, the dude is skilled. Very, very skilled. I don't even know if he got touched in that fight. Vittori took him down in the first uh, round and really just didn't do anything while he had him there. But Izzy controlled the entire fight and literally just proved why he's the best in the biz. So shout out to all the winners. And yeah, shout out to all of you who had a chance to witness uh, those exciting fights over the weekend. Let's go. CP3 and Devin Booker of the Phoenix Suns are on fire. They just swept the Nuggets and became the first team in the NBA to advance to conference final round. They're going to be waiting for the winner between the Utah Jazz and the LA Clippers for this West Finals. Now look, I think the Phoenix Suns are the hottest team in the NBA playoffs right now. Donovan Mitchell and the Utah Jazz are not too far behind. I got the Jazz coming out of that series and that Jazz Suns West Final is going to be very interesting. And on the East Coast, the winner between the Nets and the Bucks, which is tied 2-2 right now, whoever comes out of that series will advance to the East Final and in my opinion, will win the East and meet either the Suns or the Jazz in this year's NBA Finals. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm calling. So let's see how the rest of this NBA Finals, excuse me, playoffs unfold. And in the LPGA world, our very own Michelle Wee West is still grinding and working her way back um, in the game. Uh, over the weekend at the Medi Hill Championship in California, she finished tied for 40th. Now, you may think, well, wow, 40th place, that's, that's kind of down there. Well, after being off tour to have her baby and to take care of her baby and you know golf is not an easy sport especially with a layoff uh so this is this is a win for michelle wee west you know after being out for so long and getting back to playing competitively it's hard to even make the cut to get into certain things let alone place so for her and I'm looking at it as, as an athlete that's been out of something for so long. There's a lot of adjustments here, right? So, hey, being on the board, yeah, 40th place, it's not first place, but she's on the board and she is on her climb back up. So uh, I'm just happy to see Michelle Wee West, and I'm still getting used to saying that, Michelle Wee West. I'm happy to see her back um, out there doing her thing, and trust me. In due time, we will see Michelle Wee West back on tops of the leaderboards. Whew, and this one sort of blows my mind. And Dave Reardon feels the same way. And you can check out his article. Uh, and this is about national champion Jocelyn Allo, who helped Oklahoma you know, capture this year's women's softball title. 
She's the player of the year. She's, yeah, and she didn't get selected to play on the women's national team uh, and to represent the United States on the Olympics, which is coming up here in Tokyo, which is sort of mind-boggling. You know, she's arguably, and she is, the best player in the country. Um, and there are roster spots still available on that team. So why wouldn't she be on that team? Um, so that's kind of crazy to me. But yeah, Jocelyn Alo from the humble beginnings, knowing where she comes from, she had a great upbringing. So of course she's going to be humble and, you know, say, hey, it's not my time. You know, and she's excited to have just won the national title the team player that she is, but man, game recognized game, and she belongs on that team, she needs to be representing the country, right, we're talking about the best, the best hitter in the country right now, is not out there representing and smashing, smashing home runs for our women's Olympic team, come on, uh, but look, congratulations on you know, your player of the year, and, and, and I know that she has another year of eligibility, which is just going to be, yeah, every record ever made will be broken uh, by Jocelyn Allo, and um, yeah, guys, to dive deeper into that, make sure you guys check out Dave Verdon's story um, on this one, but I do feel as if our women's Olympic team is missing one of the best hitters that we have to offer, so um, anyway, time will tell. <clears throat> All right, uh, this story's big, um, and it's more of a, an opportunity to showcase these amazing athletes. And uh, you know, and I'm talking about the Hawaii Hall of Honor. This is for the top high school athletes um, that are in the state of Hawaii that have come out of here that are recognized as the best of the best at what they do. And so there were 12 inductees this year. And just so you know, this is made up of all five leagues, right? In the HHSAA. Um, so in, in the entire state of Hawaii, all the high schools. Uh, and this year, they said it's a very diverse group from 12 different schools. And leading the way for the 2021 inductees is the first uh, from Sacred Hearts Academy, Kayla Kabanban. I did not want to mess that up. Kayla Kabanban. She is the first ever competitive cheerleader to be inducted into the Hall of Honor. So congratulations, Kayla. And I just want to go down the list here and name off the remaining 11 because they do need this type of recognition. You know, being an athlete is tough. Being a student athlete is hard. Right? You got to manage school, sports, home life, social life, and during 2019, 2020, 2021, you know, you know what we dealt with, right? The adversities that we have to face during the pandemic. So to me, this is a, a very special class, which deserves a very special recognition. And so I'm just going to read this here, and so make sure I got it all correct. All right, so joining Kayla is Alana Barthel from Le Jardin. Caleb Lomavita of St. Louis, Shea Story of Kamehameha, Lili Wahine, Kapu of Iolani, Kobe Mo'an Mo'ananu 
of Kamuki, Titus Mokiao, Ati Malala of Campbell, Brendan Pagurayan of Kafole, Alakai Gonzalez of Kapa'a, Teani Arakawa of King Kekaulike, and Shana Kamaka of Baldwin, and Kanani Araki of Kamehameha, Hawaii. So, look, that's your 12 inductees into this year's Hawaii Hall of Honor for the amazing job that you guys have done, um, you know, as athletes, and, and I'm sure as students as well. So, uh, congratulations to all of you. Good luck to your future endeavors. And uh, you guys are cemented in that list of that group forever of the best of the best to do whatever you did, whatever sports you played in the state of Hawaii. So congratulations. And that is it for today's show. I want to thank you all so much for tuning in. I hope you guys are having an amazing start to your week. I'll see you guys all again come hump day Wednesday. You better come proper. <laughs>